1: From Florida International University, infectious disease specialist Dr. Eileen Marty joins us. Dr. Marty, good morning. A lot of uh, talk about stomach cancer now with the death of Toby Keith. And I've been reading about this, and uh, a, a lot of uh, the symptoms uh, can be relatively innocuous at first, can't they?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, e- even though, you know, it, it's not been mentioned exactly what symptoms obiceus may or may not have had. But yeah, heartburn, which is, you know, can happen for many reasons. Acid reflux, um, a little bit of nausea, pain after eating like you would if you had an ulcer, because sometimes uh, these types of uh, various types of stomach cancers can cause an ulcer. So you may have those types of things. Weight loss would be one of the things to look for. And sort of a weird sense of fullness is the type of things that uh, that people talk about. Later on, it can be a uh, very severe abdominal pain, it actually depends on exactly what type of stomach cancer people have. So, um, and by the way, I'm, I'm infectious disease, but this is very relevant because two of the most common kinds of stomach cancer, adenocarcinomas, followed by something called a malt lymphoma, are both associated with a bacteria called Helicobacter pylori. And so uh, the malt lymphomas, for example, by if you catch it early on, it's already cancer. But if you can treat the Helicobacter, sometimes that by itself, the antibiotics, will uh, allow the body to get rid of the malt lymphoma completely. Mm. Unfortunately, that's not what Toby Keith had. He had the most common type of of stomach cancer. He had an adenocarcinoma. Uh, and there are the rare of cancers in the stomach, like gastrointestinal stromal tumors or um, neuroendocrine tumors. But he had this adenocarcinoma. And, um, and, and, oh, and another thing that's right up my alley is not only was he given the usual types of chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery, he was also treated with um, immune therapies. He had uh, immunotherapy, which is type of checkpoint therapy and you and I have talked about how these things work before these immunotherapies how they how they how they work these adenocarcinomas is basically um, we're sort of giving caffeine to his T cells so that the T cells attack his tumor. His own immune cells, his own lymphocytes, the T lymphocytes, the T cytotoxic lymphocytes work better at attacking the tumor. Unfortunately, um, po- probably because the symptoms are so hard to um, you know recognize for what they are. Um, you know, those treatments that he got uh, didn't really wind up uh, helping in the end because Mm -hmm. uh, he struggled for two years and then he lost it. Uh,
1: The average age of diagnosis is uh, 68. It's it's rare. Men have a slightly higher risk. But then uh, I see where rates among young uh, adults, uh, people 50 uh, and younger, are rising. Do we have any idea why?
0: you know at this time we don't really know why it you know it may have to do with uh, obviously something that we're eating that's increasing our risk. And again, um, there is that uh, that bacterium. And in certain populations, Helicobacter pylori is very common. Um, and in, in certain parts of the United States, it's more common than others. So, you know, it's good to have regular checkups and, and do these sorts of things. And by the way, um, there is a, a new blood test that uh, detects a, a whole bunch of different cancers at the same time that, hmm. in theory, might have been able to help with this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, I was uh, hearing about this study, and uh, how close are we for new blood tests that would actually uh, you know, turn up cancer early?
0: Well, you know, it's not a matter of how close. It's a matter of... Um, for example, the, the GRAIL the Grail test, right? That's the one that, um, uh, or it's, excuse me, it's called the gallery test. It's made by GRAIL. This can detect a lot of cancers because it's looking at cell-free DNA that's been methylated in a particular pattern. So when we talk about methylated DNA, what we mean is that um, we turn our genes on and off. And cancer... Um, turn on and off different patterns of genes than healthy cells, right? So by looking at um, the DNA that's freely floating in our blood from some cells that have died and obviously there's going to be more dead cells if you have cancer, you can see the the, the methylation pattern how you know how it is and get an indication that someone has a particular cancer and that's what these tests are based on and it's a it, it, it's a very um, sort of broad way of quickly identifying a lot of tumors uh, unfortunately it's an expensive test it costs almost a thousand dollars per person and, um, and and again unfortunately while it's incredibly uh, good at uh, in other words the the, the Specificity is incredibly good. You, you, this is; these types of methylation patterns are only found in cancers. Um, it's not necessarily as sensitive early in cancer as it is later in cancer. So it'll detect it, but um, we're you know we're still working on trying to have that detection be super super early.
1: Dr. Eileen Marty, always appreciate you uh, keeping us up to date on uh, all of the uh, fast-moving developments in the world of medicine. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Thank you, Bob. What, no joke today?
1: (laughs) Well, if you give me enough time here, I'll come up with one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.